Our God is a missionary God, and we are His missionary people. You're listening to The Scent Life, the official podcast of the Center for Great Commission Studies at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. Well, it's fall. It's football season. It's the season for weddings and engagements, and today we're going to talk about engagement, but not that kind of engagement today. <laughs> Sorry. What are you doing, Keelan? Uh, you caught me. You caught me funny there. Well, hey, welcome to The Scent Life. <laughs> hey, Scott, how you doing? Keelan is supposed to be quiet during that opening segment, but for some reason he decided not to be. I'm sorry, I blew it. You sure did. It makes me sound sophisticated and all like a radio <laughs> guy, and all of a sudden you you let off the, the secret that you're actually sitting in here when I open this thing up. How are you doing today, Keelan? I'm good. How about you, Scott? I'm doing great. Today we're talking about engagement, but apparently not the kind of engagement you think we're supposed to not talk about. Not that kind. I do know a few people that's happened to recently. Yeah, some people <laughs> That made in it sound office. like a disease, didn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, we do. We've got a couple. There's somebody in my office that got in- engaged. We've had somebody recently from the church. I guess it's the season, right? It is the season for engagement. And really, this whole conversation about engagement and your chuckle and the overall conversation is really why we're even bringing it up, because this word engagement is one that we throw around. Yeah, that's right. So if you all will remember, if you caught us for our first episode of this season, we mentioned the idea of foggy words that can sidetrack us and in, in the mission of the church. And I think we've got a couple that we're going to throw right out as obvious examples of that. And engagement is one of those words. So we talk all the time about engaging people or engaging a work or well, we just use that word a lot when we're talking about the stuff that churches are supposed to do and outreach is another one of those words that we use oh we've got this outreach that we're going to do and so we throw those words around all the time and if we're honest with ourselves they can be a bit foggy that's right you know even the, the fact of the matter is we even prioritize missionary sending based on the word engagement right? that's right we have unengaged people group we have unreached people group. We have unreached, unengaged people group. And so we just this word means a lot of different things. And really, if we're going to hone in uh, evangelism, mission strategy uh, from a church perspective, it helps to understand uh, what we actually mean. But this is more than an academic exercise, because when we use the word outreach, when we use the word engagement, what we've noticed over the years is that sometimes uh, we're actually talking past one another, but sometimes we're actually not doing what we think we're doing, but we cover that up by using a loaded term that makes it feel like we're actually accomplishing something. Yeah, that's exactly right. So we, on the whole, and when I say we, I'm talking to evangelicals, and specifically we Southern Baptists, right? We're a people that know we're supposed to be getting something done. Right. And because we know we're supposed to be getting something done, when we communicate with our congregations and when we talk about the various things that we involve ourselves in, we we want to give it that activist bend. Right. We want to talk about the fact that we're doing something. And so these words become really good shorthand for us to do that. But if we're not careful, and this is the way all shorthand works, right? We could have two completely different definitions behind the word, two different people talking, using the same word, and meaning different things. And so clarity wins the day right. on a point like this. And that's really the goal of this podcast today, is we want to talk about these two words, outreach and engage. 
and and not that either is bad and in effect not that any of the definitions people use are necessarily bad that's right but if we're not careful as we said earlier then we can often throw these words on top of activities that don't really represent what they actually mean and we often make ourselves feel good or we cloud the conversation and especially if you're a missionary if you're a missions pastor if you're a lead pastor in a church uh, you're using these terms and sometimes the people in the pew or the people that you're leading uh, have a different idea of what you're talking about and so they're doing certain activities calling them outreach calling them engagement and in effect, we're not actually engaging those that need to hear the gospel. Yeah, that's right. So a question that I think we've got to ask at the beginning of the thing is engage in what? Right. Outreach to whom or for what? And those questions are the ones that fuel an idea here. So if we're to be people of the book, if we're right. to be Bible-centered in the way that we think about the work that we're supposed to do as a church, we're not just supposed to engage in anything. Right. We've been given a mission. The, the mission of the church is a biblical given. Right. And so we want to be able to define these words based on the way the Bible defines the mission that we've been given. Uh, and that's where it's helpful to, to narrow in just a bit. And perhaps in order to do that, one of the things that we want to do in the beginning is talk about all the ways that we do hear it used. I mean, I've heard it used in a bunch of different ways. Scott, I'm sure you've heard it yep. used in a bunch of different ways. And, and if you're listening to this, you've probably heard it used in a bunch of different ways. So let's go ahead and throw out on the table, what are some of the things that we hear people uh, use it to describe, either outreach or engage? Yeah, one. the fact of the matter is that we, we often use this term to describe activities that Christians do uh, that puts us in, say, contact with different people. For example, yeah. it could be something like a food pantry. It could be a clothing pantry uh, through our church. It could be something that we're doing when it deals maybe even with shoeboxes or other uh, types of events at the church that are designed maybe to put the Christian people inside the walls of the church in touch with, in view with, or somehow observed by talking to those that are outside the church. Yeah, that's right. So when we talk about outreach, right, that word in general connotes some idea of, hey, we the church are doing something with people outside of us. Right. Right? Uh, I think we probably need to be a little more clear about our definition than that sure. as we move forward, but that's absolutely right. And then engage gets the same kind of idea. We engage in some kind of task. And man, I tell you, when we look at different examples of the way it's used, the list is you know, infinitely long. Right. Uh, like I know people that refer to, say, gracious, I don't know, door-to-door evangelism weekly at your church. So we're going to go do evangelism. We've got a visitation program. This is what we call our weekly engagement or our weekly outreach, outreach exactly event, right? right? That's right. Uh, our church, uh, so it's fall, right? And so we just recently, the town that our church is in had its fall festival. And right. our church uh, helped serve at the fall festival for the town. We did a booth and we were like manning bouncy houses and all of that kind of right. stuff. And that I'm sure is classed by our church as an outreach event. Right. Uh, and then you get to things as thin, I would say, if you want a thin definition of it, is, hey, I left a track on the back uh, <laughs> of like a toilet in a yeah. public restroom, and that's what I'm considering engaging people. Or left it for the waitress instead of leaving a real tip. Right. Or that, that whole move. Uh, so you get that kind of understanding. I've seen people in churches, well-meaning, who talk about how they're doing outreach with their neighbors, and mm -hmm. you drill in on exactly what they're doing, and well, they're being nice to them, right? right? Like I'm, I'm, we're having conversations with them. We're, we're trying to, to be good neighbors. We're right. trying to be nice. And so there's stuff happening mm -hmm. with people, but mm -hmm. like 
what exactly is the content of that activity that would in, that would make that engagement or outreach versus just having a good conversation with somebody. That's right. And we're not necessarily saying any of these things are wrong. No, not at all. It's just that when we think about outreach, when we think about engagement, those are often clothed under or put under the umbrella that uh, that relates to that something that is communicating the gospel or we use those terms uh, almost synonymous with something that's being obedient to the Great Commission. Though many times uh, those words aren't actually used uh, if you drill down to accomplish uh, the Great Commission tasks. And so we thought that in this podcast it would be good. Let's define those two words and try to to take the fog off, if you would, yep. so that we can come to some understanding of what what are some good ways of understanding outreach and engagement. Yeah. So one of the things as we get into this idea that we want to we want to impress, if we use the words without good definitions, it actually allows people to start to misdefine the Great Commission itself, yep. right? Uh, if we equate this word with good Great Commission activity, but then we fill it with all kinds of other meanings people lessen their understanding of what they're required to in the Great Commission. And if we're going to be ministry leaders, uh, whether that means you're a, a pastor uh, or you're a Sunday school teacher or some kind of leader in your church, or it means you're a missionary on the field who's working both with people who are overseas in your context that you're engaging, or uh, you're reporting back to or relating back to your church at home, uh, the way you use the word matters. Uh, it affects how you teach other people about what it means to be involved in the Great Commission. And so for us to do that, we've got to realize first uh, that both of these words really are shorthand for something. I said that at the beginning of the podcast, the words themselves are a kind of shorthand. And that's one of the things that makes them so helpful for us is that they take a long idea or a big idea right. and they shrink it down into something bite-sized and easy to talk about. Uh, but that's also where the problem with foggy words lies. That's right. If we don't fill the shorthand word with a good meaning that everybody in our context that we're talking about knows, then we're it's ripe for misunderstanding. That's right. And yeah, we misunderstand it. We misapply it. It leads to accusations, frustration. Uh, sometimes we don't do what we think we're doing. And yeah, so we, we were able to hide. So what do we mean by these words? Now, obviously, you and I are not the experts in the world, but this is our Certainly. podcast. That's right. And so and since so, it's ours, we, we get to define the terms, we're right? We're going <laughs> to fill in the terms just a little bit. So let's think about uh, engagement. So when we think about engage, Keelan, as the director of the Center for Great Commission Studies here at Southeastern, you use words like engage, engage the people group, we're going to engage the community. What do we mean when we use the word engage? So the... The smallest or easiest definition I think I can give to that. I've so if we're going for a minimal definition here, and that's what I would I'd want to do here, sure. right? I think we need to realize that when we talk about engaging, mm -hmm. that is a task, but it really raises the question: engage with or for what? Okay. Right? And there's a lot of different things you can engage with or for, but what we're about, mm -hmm. what the Bible tells us to be about, is engaging with or for the gospel. Good. And that's the thing that I really want us to, to land on. Uh, it can't just be to engage with anything that seems like a good idea. And this is where we might say to uh, somebody that's saying, well, I'm engaging my neighbor. Uh, that's good. But, and, and being nice to them is good. It may mm -hmm. be a pre-evangelistic thing you're doing, but until we turn a corner, until mm -hmm. we actually get to the point where we're engaging with the gospel, it's 
thin at best right. to refer to it as engagement. And so we want to hang on to, to that idea. Uh, when we look in the book of Acts, I think we see something that's really instructive for mm-hmm. us when it comes to the mission of the church uh, and how Luke organizes the book around okay. these summary statements. Sure. And so periodically through the book, you see Luke over and over and over again reference these repeated phrases that show you that the progress is happening. Yep. What they're looking to see move forward is occurring. Think of it almost as Luke's success metric. Mm-hmm. And the thing over and over that we see him talking about is that the word of the Lord would increase and multiply. Okay. So it's the spread of the gospel that is the success metric that we see in the book of Acts. There's other things in there that grow. The number of people that are, uh, that are added grows. You, of course, realize that the number of churches out there grow. But the thing Luke keeps coming back to over and over again is, is how the word of the Lord increased. He even says toward the end of the book that it prevailed mightily. That's mm. the language that he uses. And so when we talk about engage, we want to engage with the gospel. Mm-hmm. And making sure we're clear with our congregation about that mm-hmm. will help fill that word with a meaning that would make some things we might be tempted to call engagement feel a little thin. Yep. That's good. Yep. So we're not saying that you should not be nice. We're not saying that you should not that you should be unhelpful to people. That's right. Or that you should not uh, make friends with people. But let's not call that engagement unless you're turning the corner and somehow the word of the Lord is spreading, the word of the Lord is multiplying. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Well, Scott, let's talk about the other word then, outreach. So if engage, we want to make sure we're talking with the gospel. What would bring some clarity to the way we use that word outreach? Yeah, I think outreach is uh, is the way that we want to define, not to be too, uh, too basic, but we're reaching out. Mm-hmm. So we're reaching out beyond ourselves, our walls, uh, our community uh, to those uh, who have not responded to the gospel or that we don't know have responded to right. the gospel. So the target of this then would be uh, that we're thinking these people are far from God. These people uh, haven't heard the gospel. Uh, as far as we know, uh, no one has uh, either shared the gospel with them or shared with them in a way. Uh, that they've responded. And so an event, an activity is designed at reaching out to those who are beyond our community, beyond our walls, so that they can hear the gospel and respond to it. Right. So there's a couple of things on this one that I think it's helpful for us to note that could be potentially problematic with the word outreach. Sure. One, outreach is, as you said, reaching out, not reaching in. That's right. And we're tempted at times, I think, particularly when church leaders create an us-them mm. between their own congregation. Good point. To use the word outreach to refer to engaging your own congregation in some kind of mm. activity. Uh, let's outreach to our members to fill in the blank. Yeah. And I think that's a poor use of the term. Yep. Uh, there are other and better words to talk about your member care caring for your own flock, your discipleship. There are words out there that I think more accurately convey that idea. So Mm -hmm. let's save outreach for reaching outside of the church itself. And the other one that I would be careful about, I think it's helpful for us, and I think it keeps us more biblically grounded in the Great Commission, if we realize that we need to outreach to those who have not yet heard or accepted, or we we don't know if they've heard or accepted the gospel. It's often possible for us to cloak, and this is going to sound really tacky, <laughs> most churches I don't think do this on purpose, so don't hear what I'm not saying, but it's easy for us to cloak marketing to disgruntled church members at other places Oh yeah, in language of outreach. That's good. I mean, and, it's not good. Right. But, 
What you said um, is good. <laughs> and so we've, I think, got to be careful about that idea. Yeah. Uh, it's easy for us to feel like we are doing well in church ministry if we've convinced a whole lot of people that are already Christians to join our church instead of somebody else's. And that's less than the idea mm-hmm. I think we see in biblical outreach. And so if we can maintain as the target of outreach those who've not yet heard or accepted, or that we don't know if they've heard mm-hmm. or accepted, I think we're going to stay closer and truer to the sense of the Great Commission that that word is trying to instill. Yeah, sometimes we identify, and I think I did it earlier, we identify outreaches kind of beyond the walls of our church, which might include people who are frustrated with their church and want to come to right. ours. But perhaps a better way is to think about reaching out to those who are outside of our community of faith. That sure. is, they've not, as far as we know, they've not heard of or they've not trusted Christ as their Savior. We're doing outreach to these people. Our events, our activities, our personal evangelism is designed to reach outside of our community of faith. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's not to say, again, don't hear what we're not saying here. That's not to say there aren't legitimate reasons for one person to leave a church and go to another. Not saying that. Right. However, let's aim higher with our understanding of outreach than trying to attract those who may be itching for a change, so to speak. And so I think if we if we come to the word engage and we come to the word outreach with just a little more content and we try to anchor it back into that biblical definition, it's going to allow us to shepherd our flock, to shepherd our congregation well toward the task at hand. It's going to raise the bar for us and narrow what we mean by that word, but in a helpful way, right. a way that directs us back toward the mission instead of allowing us to drift away from it, focus on other good things that aren't the the mission critical thing that we're given in Scripture. Uh, and so that's essentially what we would encourage you all to do and consider is, is to think of this really as a call for pastors and ministry leaders to wield the terms well. Uh, and so we thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we uh, hope that this is a beneficial conversation. It at least makes you think a little bit about how you yourself are using those terms. And if it is fruitful or helpful for you, feel free to pass it along to others. We'd love for this to be a resource that you give to people in your congregation to help them understand how you're using those words or uh, to other pastors and other ministry leaders as you find helpful. Once again, thanks so much for listening to us. We always enjoy uh, another opportunity to share with you here at The Scent Life. Uh, You can find us at all the places that you find your podcasts. Share, like, do all that stuff on social media. And until next time, this is The Scent Life. Thanks. Here at Southeastern, We believe that the Great Commission is the church's mission. That is why we are committed to ministry preparation in partnership with the local church. Through more than 40 advanced graduate and undergraduate degrees, we offer robust biblical and theological education that equips students to serve the church and fulfill the Great Commission. Visit sebts.edu to learn more.